the two of them are facing each other and then the other one is kind of reading reading basically trying, just trying not to try to give them privacy twin sister and you're trying, wanting, not, and you're to trying not to pay attention to what's going on on the date because it's not your date it's her date yeah. you're gonna read a book yeah. yeah so she's reading the book <laughs> and then as he's uh, you know, and like he's like talking to her yeah i should let you speak to french because i don't speak french but you do so anyway so like and like yeah he goes in for the kiss to Violet and then Daisy looks up at the like looks up like <gasps> like orgasmically horror movie survival guide is a weekly podcast where two unlikely gore hounds delve into our horror movie notebook from college in which we meticulously kept track of every film we watched in the horror movie section of our local video store in our quest to learn how to survive and to ensure we end up as, as the, the final, final girl, girl. Join Julia and Marion as we revisit the classic and obscure horror VHS we viewed and logged in our notebook, breaking each movie down one by one, eking out over all the ghastly minutiae, and ultimately illuminating, illuminating the, the path, path to, to survival. survival. One of us. One <laughs> of us. Code of the freaks. Okay. <clears throat> Ready? This is great. Let's do this thing, ladies. Okay. Hi, everyone. Hi. Oh, my God. Hi. I get to be here again. This is awesome. And hi. you're back. <laughs> this has been fun. Isn't it fun? I've enjoyed watching these movies with you, ladies. This it's is good, really fun. I've been wow. telling you. This is a good deal for Julie and I. Um, <laughs> welcome to Horror Movie Survival Guide, everyone. I'm Marion. You are not Marion. I'm not Julia. And I'm that Marian. is not Terry. Wait, can I be Marion? Can we right just now? all say we're Marion? Yes. yes. Hi, we're Marion. Hi, we're Marion. <laughs> um, this is episode number 84, uh, titled The Code of the Freaks. Because we're watching uh, 1932's Freaks by Todd Browning. Um, this is, I think, the oldest film that we've done in the mm-hmm. podcast. Uh, and this film's a doozy. It's a freaking masterpiece. It it's, is. Can it, I just share this? I was. I think you had sort of this idea that what my arm just got high. I just was like, it was. I was nervous. Okay, I was very nervous to watch this movie. Okay. I was like, kind of scared. Okay, I don't know why. I just was like, oh, it's going to be like sideshow. I think because I mean, if you guys have not don't know what this film is about, um, that's it's about circus freaks mm-hmm. in 1932, and so I think when you sort of see the posters and the art for this, there's this idea of sort of maximum exploitation, just fray your nerves kind of thing. And I is that kind of what you be, thought? Yeah, I thought okay. it was going to be. Yeah, I thought it was going to be really depressing. Yeah. I thought it was going to be really upsetting as far as like, yeah, like exploitation for sure. Like old, old timey circus yeah. is not, you know, was not sure. kind to people or animals yeah. for that matter, you know. So I just was like very concerned about like what I was going to see on screen. And I, was, yeah. I felt like I was going to be very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I'm also not as great with certain types of like real life horror, yeah. if that makes any sense. Sure. Like, I don't mind like. Pinhead all day. I can watch people get chopped up for fakesies, you know, mm-hmm. knowing that it's gushing fake blood. Yeah. But if it's real people or real freaky things, I, it kind of trips me out. No, well, I, I get the, that. The cool thing about this movie, though, is that Todd Browning like, was in the circus when he was younger as a clown and a contortionist. So he it's on their side. It's from it's genuine love. And it is from the beginning. You get that. Um, mm-hmm. And the. So when uh, so Todd Browning, obviously, he'd been a filmmaker since the, like the 1915 is like mm-hmm. his first movie. And, you know, he be, had a big success with Dracula. And so Irving Thalberg at MGM told him, uh, give us something that out horrors Frankenstein. And he was like, OK, oh, I got an idea. That's a big ask, man. That's like a, that's a dare. You and, know? And, and from real life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the tagline for this movie is a long one. Uh, we'll make her one of us from the gibbering mouths of these weird creatures came this frenzied cry. No wonder she cringed in horror, this beautiful woman who dared toy with the love of one of them. 
I also I feel like I've seen versions of this poster where it's all about, um, you know, Hans and Cleopatra and it shows a midget and a full size woman. Right. And it says, can a uh, can a full grown woman f- truly love a midget? And so I feel like a lot of the ads for this was has this kind of this exploitative air yeah, where it's going to like a yeah. nice little person like in this like in, a, in the big lady. So yeah. To speak, but, like, which also I mean, imagine, yeah. you know, obviously like even tr- making and doing this film today, uh, the marketing nightmare that this would be in 1932, where they're just even kind of cracking the fact that horror movies as a genre, as mm-hmm. a money making genre, how do you begin to market this? Like, right. how do you? Well, it was, you know, it was banned in several places. Mo- a lot yeah. of places wouldn't see it, but MGM actually like rallied with it and they took out a big ad, uh, which said a landmark in screen daring. Do we dare tell the real truth on the screen? Do we dare hold up the mirror? to nature in all its grim reality wow ballsy yeah that's really really deep actually yeah kind of cool mgm Mm. you were behind it so um 1932 i feel like that's the thalberg touch that is the thalberg touch yeah uh so this movie when it was originally uh made was 90 minutes okay uh and they it is now the only version that exists is the cut version at 64 minutes Right. I want to know what those other minutes But are. I heard that the original, you can't get it anywhere, right? No, I mean, there was gone. obviously prints like of it, it's, but it's, yeah. But nothing makes yeah. my heart hurt, hurt worse yeah. than knowing that like 26 minutes of this movie is never to be recovered. Right. Um, I have some alternate universe casting for you okay. for this movie. <gasps> mm-hmm. So we could have had, as Hercules, uh, Victor McLaughlin. Okay. As Cleo, Myrna Loy. Wow. She would have been great. Her oh, she's one of and, my faves. Uh Jean Harlow as Venus. <gasps> totally. 100%. Easy peasy. But, but they all read the script and were like, um, no. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they went what (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty much it yeah Yeah. um so the beginning of this film is a a carnival barker uh kind of getting people into uh into kind of a separate tent uh, talking about the freaks come see our living monstrosities uh let me show you this woman she was one of she was one of the most beautiful women in the world the peacock of the air Mm -hmm. and you don't and they all kind of look in to this sort of pen Mm -hmm. and a woman hole with light and a woman (laughs) screams and you don't see what they see Mm-hmm. But this begins the flashback where we are going to understand how we have gotten to the point where we are now seeing what we see. So we see uh, Hans, mm-hmm. uh, who is in his little tuxedo looking very dapper. The dapperest little man you ever did see. Played yes. by Harry Earls. Uh, and Ugh. he is looking out at uh, Cleo, mm-hmm. who is dashing through the air. Yeah. Uh, and trapeze. Mm-hmm. He Ugh. clearly has a crush on her, mm-hmm. although he She is, looks like an angel. Like, yeah. I mean, in all honesty, in that moment, it's like, wow, yes. Mm-hmm. But he is engaged to Frida. Who's another little person. Who he is ignoring at yeah. that very moment. And she is the most elegant little lady yeah we're gonna talk about this see. character frida quite a bit because i think all three of us were like um she's our favorite yeah she's obsessed everything. with her and uh-huh. i honestly have not stopped thinking about her since we watched this movie because <laughs> she's so perfect yeah, she's, she's played by daisy earls um and their brother and sister in, in real, real life. life yes but they're playing a couple in this um it's like fred and whatever his sister you know, yeah like uh-huh. Astaire, the stairs and stuff Adele, yes. yeah it's um, but yes, Very old school. <laughs> but at the beginning of this uh, sort of scene between the two of them is what will play out later on in this film, which is that Frida sees something, sees 
these situations for what they actually are and Hans does not and yes. so he's he just like blinded by love yes, yes he's like oh I'm just admiring the tall woman um yes mm-hmm. um and she's like mm, okay I think something else is going on and so Cleopatra is the trapeze artist and she sees Hans seeing her and pretends to drop her cape and so he comes to pick it up but because she's so much taller than he is he can't put it back on and she kind of gets like a giggle out of that and think that's very very funny and is very dismissive of him and it's sort of the beginning of you can see the dynamics of the circus in the sense that a lot of the full grown people are pretty monstrous to people who are not like them. Thus begins the question who's the real freaks? I think the whole movie and I love Mm -hmm. that conversation right out of the gate that's the deal. Straight out of the gate you're like ooh who's really being monstrous or who's like who's the real freak here? And and also I Mm -hmm. think it's astute in the sense that Todd Browning obviously knows that the majority of the people who are are watching this film are Cleopatra yeah. are yep. people who see these people and are you know and dismiss them right and have you know their right. ideas of what they are and think that the idea of some, somebody that doesn't look the way that I look is inherently funny and how being seen as funny would make that other person feel mm-hmm. so I think right out of the gate showing that and he's going to show it in a myriad of different ways throughout this um, film is what is the beginning, I think, of what is surprising about this film. Yeah. Because rather than being like the showing the craziest people right out of the gate, you have this dynamic as your opening gambit. Um, and I think that's well done. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so then we have some people who are in a, a piece of land that they own. and there's it's like a landowner and a caretaker that kind there of situation. Are people on their land and they go over and it's a lot of the freaks in the circus who are there just playing in the sunshine like children, just having a picnic. Yeah. You have like three a or four pond or something. Yeah. yeah, you have like three or four um, people that all look like girls that all dress like girls who have microcephalopy, mm-hmm. microcephaly, cephaly. Thank you. What you get from the Zika virus, you guys. If you're wondering, right? Yeah. Where like the top part of your head is very, very small, and the rest of the face so you get some looks developmental full challenges. Yeah, yeah, and mm-hmm. so you don't grow up to be um, full, uh, full grown. And then you also see a guy that doesn't have any legs. You see a guy that is just a torso that has no arms or nor legs. Um, and there's a older woman named Madame, Madame Tetralini, um, and she's kind of the mother figure for them. The and so yeah. the caretaker, the caretaker sees Madame Tetralini all these people, and is like, "Get them off! Get them off the land! Like, get out of here with this! Like, I don't know what any of this is." And the landowner kind of talks to her and is like, "Oh, okay. Like, I understand. Like, you guys are different, but you're just." pretty much being people like whatever you're not harming anything so yeah you're welcome to stay it's fine mm-hmm. you know and again it's like a second scene out where you're just like the instant kind of humanization not because you're like holding them up as like martyr figures but just like they're just being they just want some sunshine and some fun like yeah. anybody would mm-hmm. you know um, a little picnic yeah yeah um so hans uh uh, crush is beginning to grow and he sends Cleo some flowers. She asks for some money. He obliges her because he's uh, a gentleman. So she is wor- she's a hustler. Okay, honestly, <laughs> yeah. I was like, so this hard. Bitch. <laughs> she got it down. She's a freaking hustler. <laughs> yeah. She's like, just, you know, like she's working her angles. I feel like yeah. she's got like a few hustles going on in the oh, circuit. Definitely. Like, yeah. It's yeah. not like, just him. She's mm-hmm. not only just working little man, like she's finding other people around to like yeah. just give her things. Right. But she's also got a thing going on with Hercules, who's mm-hmm. The strong man in the circus, right? And they love nothing more than to get together and laugh about yeah. Hans. Yeah, because he just broke up with Venus, um, who uh, is in charge of the animals, I think, at the circus. And uh, we were remarking that uh, she has these amazing sort of hot shorts, these like 1930s hot <laughs> shorts. Her little sequin, sequin. outfit, yeah, like, like a bolero, like a sequin bolero and hot shorts. Yeah, which I would love to have today. Yeah, so if someone I out there, think we all um, would. Yeah, you uh, know, in the Twitterverse <laughs> or like the universe. 
Yeah. Just let me know. I'm happy to get some. Um, or if you can make them for me. <laughs> Either or. I would like a I would like a pair. Um so she just broke up with Hercules. Um because he's kind of a dick. Yeah, he sees the worst. No, he's like not even kinda. He's a total dick. Yeah. He's a total dick. Um and so they and so she um, moves back in to the sort of Carriage, cabin, whatever you call caravan. them, caravan, caravan, um, with yeah, Frozo, their little hair, like caravans, Trailer. like they, right. that they, you know, caravan, I guess, across the country with their circus, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's also inhabited by uh, Frozo, who's the clown played by Wallace Ford, who's awesome, who um, just seems like a sweetheart, yeah, um, brilliant. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry, just, that's all no, I had. No. Well, I was just like, <laughs> just, sorry, I didn't have anything crazy. else. It seemed like you like, were going to say brilliant and then have also have a question. I, maybe I did. Uh, no, I love him. I just feel like he looks so modern. Like He was one of those characters in the film that I was like, why do you look like somebody I just like saw in a movie last week? Oh. It was 1932. He has, he has the most, like, his carriage about himself. Felt very modern. Yeah, he just felt like, actually, felt like, he, a, like an 80s love interest. But you he know does what I mean? say Though, like, uh, very 30s things like, Give yourself a tumble. You'll make the grade. But that's also what made me think he's like, very like, of like that like kind of like modern character, yeah. like of like, I watch a lot of old timey movies and that's what I'll say. Like, I like how Frozo's kind of like in the action, but out of the action. Like yeah. he's in his own little clown world. And I love the first time you see him, he's got all the makeup on. So you can't really tell what he looks like. Yeah. And then he takes it off. You're like, oh, he's a handsome Not guy. Bad. And Not bad. And he's just shabby. like chosen to be a clown. Yeah. And you're like, like the, you know, and then that's interesting against you have these people who like, they have no choice but to be in the right. circus versus but he the has people to put it on. who has a choice. And yeah. like, I'm trying to work at being like this. I wonder too if Frozo's quality of feeling modern is because he's kind of like made his peace with everything. He knows who everybody is. He knows what the dynamics are. He knows who are the goodies and who are the mm-hmm. baddies. Um, and, and it has nothing to do with what they look like. And He's a kind character. Yeah. And he's just yeah. like worked it out. So there's like, he's got no beef with anybody you know yeah. so it's like but he does st- kind of stay out of the way he does stay like, out of the like way not in he's the politics yeah yeah and mm-hmm. obviously like venus is a babe of course but he doesn't Ugh. like really pursue her like he's a good friend to her like mm-hmm. he's like you could have done way better than that guy that guy i think sucked, that's why he you know? does feel modern than maybe too it's oh, all okay. of that too because he's like not like angling in and yeah. like got a got an angle kid like he's fine like yeah. he's, a, he's a cool guy definitely and we meet uh Daisy and Violet mm-hmm. who are conjoined speaking twins. of babes yeah uh-huh. uh, yes. who and one of them just got engaged to Roscoe mm-hmm. who is uh, also a clown yes uh and he's who got a, a stutter a very bad stutter yeah uh, and just seems like not a nice <laughs> person to be engaged to Might not be and the then dream. it's like your sister's engaged to someone you're going to be around constantly. Yeah, because they're conjoined at the hip. So it's like they're kind of, they always look like they're standing sort of side by side. So when they're talking to somebody, they're kind of standing slightly, the other person is standing kind of slightly off to the side. So there is no real avoiding, yeah. you know, you kind of... She's going to have to deal with this guy too. Yeah. So many questions about this. And there's and there's a lot of kind of just like the beginning of these kind of different sort of... Um, sequences is very much just kind of like you know the day in day out this is what they're going through it's, it's like, like very a, pedestrian in that way yeah, yeah. it's kind of soap opery in the mm-hmm. sense that's like the loves the losses mm-hmm. it's just like another day at the circus yeah, but also treating everyone like a human pretty like normal treating them and seeing what their personality is mm-hmm. and how they interact with everybody and daisy like doesn't clearly doesn't like roscoe very much and is always like we have to go yeah and like getting rid of him yeah um because you feel like, aside from the parts where they're encountering the prejudice, it seems like everything that, that this that these opening sequences are about is just stuff that would be if it was about circus folk who work freaks. Yeah. You know, it's just about who's crushing on who, who's breaking up with who, who's oh, totally. engaged with yeah. who, who's totally. being the worst to who. You know, it's just like on top of that, they're dealing with all this other stuff that sure. they have to it deal with because of the way they look. Touring situations, right. honestly, like all my friends out there, shout out to you guys that go on tour all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's like all the who's things hooking that up, who's breaking up, yeah. who's yeah. 
literally all the things we're trying to mitigate when we're on tour. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we also meet the half man, half woman. Mm -hmm. We meet the bearded lady who has just had a baby Mm -hmm. and has a beard just like her mama. Mm -hmm. Uh, We also meet a lady who can sew with no hands. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Sewing with her feet. feet. And then we meet uh, Prince Randian, who is a gentleman who has no arms or legs. So he's just a torso Mm -hmm. and a head. And uh, the most amazing scene in this film that will blow everybody's mind is where we see him uh, light his own cigarette. Apparently, this scene is cut. We actually saw him roll that cigarette before he did it. Wow. Like put the tobacco in it and then roll yep. it? Apparently, in wow. real life, he was a really handy carpenter and would build like shelves and shit and would guess he would joke about how he was going to build his own house one day. He had uh, five children, married five children. Wow. So, Chris Randian, yeah, you are my hero. Wow, so. well done. I mean, Go on with your bad self. All the skill shots. There was a ton of these yes. skill shots. Just you're seeing all these people, yeah. and it's just it's amazing. Just yeah. knowing, like, I just was like also like just like amazed by humans. All of a sudden, yes. like in the, through this I know. film too. I know, like optimistic of like, oh, we figure out a way to like do anything we need to do. Like you know, it's just unbelievable yeah but from it's all- sewing to like sitting and having my dinner with my feet but they're also yeah. just very casual about it like yeah. the prince randian cigarette bit happens while he's having a conversation with somebody yeah and the girl sewing is it's like just she's business. just it's just business you yeah. know and again if these people had all all of their appendages or all or whatever it with this nothing would be remarkable about the scene but they're doing the exact same thing that able-bodied people do and todd browning to me treats it in what feels like a very modern way in the yeah. sense that he's showcasing it without being like look at it isn't it incredible isn't yeah. it you know just incorporating not an amazing feat because it's not he's not doesn't have it with like it's got circus framing but it's back yeah like, the backstage of the circus framing sure. do you yeah. know what i mean though mm-hmm. like that's what's so cool and i think that i think you know the heart of this film is everybody wants the same thing is to be treated like a human yeah yeah. To be treated with kindness and love. And love. And I think mm-hmm. that like, that's what he's really trying to push, which I think is such a great moral for this film. And I think it's crazy that it was banned forever for so long. You're like, yes, there are things that are, you know, horrifying about it. But mm-hmm. it's also a very humanizing film and has a wonderful yeah. thing so to say. of love. Yeah. Yes, what, it is. What's mm-hmm. interesting, too, is I think that the other I had watched this other kind of documentary that was a little bit about the making of this. And they talked a bit about the people and the people who are currently in circuses and they still have freak shows and circuses and the way in which people kind of those people were because a lot of people who participated in this film later disavowed it um with with the exception of a couple of people and some of it had to do with not necessarily what Todd browning did or how it was received but it was kind of about consent for them as they felt like the Mm. people that had microcephaly or some of these other people like did they really know what they were getting into and even if you then showcase them in the best light that's humanly possible if it's not really their choice is that still okay which Mm. is like okay legit Mm -hmm. like that i get that and i think probably from todd browning's perspective he was just like listen i'm just you know i see you guys as human beings so i'm just gonna make a movie about human beings Mm -hmm. like whatever you know um but i think that's an interesting other component of it look like they're being forced to do anything they look like they're enjoying themselves i agree yeah a lot of the parts of the movies that the the, those particular people are in are kind of funner parts where they're Mm -hmm. having a picnic they're having a party they're you know Mm -hmm. doing kind of fun things it's not like in a scary scene yeah no i agree definitely um and so you have some cute scenes of like venus and frida talking about cleo Mm -hmm. and venus is like what's up girl what's going on Mm -hmm. and she's like so I think Hans is kind of into Cleo and Venus is like, no, no, come on. I mean, Frida is astute. 
Frida knows what's up. Frida um, is brilliant as she's like hanging her beautiful little clothes on the no. laundry line. And her little skirt and high heels. I, just, I think her little like bleached bob too. Yes, it's just like she's so it. elegant, you she know? Everything Why are we obsessed with this girl? <laughs> oh, I love uh, her so and then much. Because she's, she's the observer. Like that's what's so, so, so great because she sees everything that's going yeah. on and nothing like is really getting by her. Where, yeah. Like Hans is blinded by love and yeah. everyone else is caught up in their own narratives. And, she's like, super like the heart on. of the film. She really is. And she's yeah. So she's the one who's recognizing like what's happening around her. Yeah. And she's also like puts herself in there when she yeah. goes and confronts, you know, Cleo and yeah, everything. Yeah, she confronts too. her, which is mm-hmm. all Yeah. Well, because also too, they have that scene where Cleo gets Hans to rub her back while Hercules and like the other guys are like watching and laughing. And like Frida sees this and it's just like, okay, listen. She sees like, the game she's playing. She mm-hmm. sees the game that she's playing. And I like that she approaches Cleo like adult to adult. Yeah. Like she's I'm not like, gonna woman like woman to woman. Yeah. I'm coming to talk to you about what you're doing to my and man. She's just like, yeah. please don't break his heart. Like, right. Please be kind to him. And I, you get the sense that she was like, if I thought you really loved him, I would step back. She would back away. I would she really would. back away. But she's like, what bothers me is not that this such a thing could never happen. It's that you clearly don't love him and you're yeah. making fun of him. And like, he's a man to me. Like, yeah. he's a real man. So don't you, like, you. He's, he's my like world. He is everything. And like, you are just breaking him. Mm-hmm. But of course, Cleo laughs it off. But Frida does make the mistake of telling Cleo that, oh, Hans is also, by the way, a gajillionaire. Yeah. <sighs> has a fortune to which, inherit. Bing, bing. Yeah, Cleo's the lights light up. Wait a minute. Well, if he's rich. Uh, can we talk about this scene in the film, Terry, which I believe blew your mind so much? Is it going to be the Violet Daisy scene? Pause the film to like process it is where <laughs> uh, Violet is getting engaged to a very suave like Spanish gentleman. <laughs> Hello baby. <laughs> Does that spark but a roaring flame. He is a lovely, he's a lovely loving man. Um, And kisses Violet. Yes. yes. And Daisy can feel it. Because they're sitting like sort of on sort of like a bed situation where um the two of them are facing each other and then the other one is kind of Reading, reading, basically, trying, just trying not to trying to give them privacy. Twin sister, and you're trying one, not, and you're to, trying pay not to pay attention to what's going on on the date because it's not your date; it's her date. Yeah. You're gonna read a book. Yeah. yeah. So she's reading the book, <laughs> and then as he's uh, you know, and like he's like talking to her. <laughs> yeah, I should let you speak the French because I don't speak <laughs> French, but you do. So anyway, so like and like yeah, he goes in for the kiss. To Violet and then Daisy looks up at the like looks up like <gasps> like orgasmically. I was like, holy 1932. Mind blown. I did pause the film and I was like, holy crap. That opened up. Did a that whole just happen? Can of worms. I was like, what? Yeah. Where are they conjoined and how does this all work? Yeah. And like, okay, but like Daisy's like ed- like engaged to like this horrible stuttering clown. Like, what are they gonna do? Yeah. How are they all gonna live together? They act like it's like they're not gonna all live together, but yeah. it's, it's which is comedy as well, but like, oh my God. My question about that scene is whose idea do you think that scene is? Do you think that's theirs? Or do you think it's because people have this kind of excitable, what does it really mean to be conjoined twins? How well, far does already, it go? They already played a little bit with it earlier when like there was like a touch, I think, earlier Agreed. on in the movie. But, where, like, yeah, but the question they, applies. They do you think that. it's their idea or do you think that's because of sort of the kind of salacious ideas that people got about know, conjoined twins who happen to be pretty girls? Mm. Like, whose idea is it? That was, that's my question about oh, it. Like, that is, is that it? a thing they actually experienced to some extent? And so it's incorporated there in like Prince Randy and Cigarette Trick? Right. Or is about that an outside twins influence? Twins that aren't conjoined. Do you yeah. know what I mean? They'll like, right. like, who feels what? And do you guys have like I don't ESP? Know. There's all those tests that people have done for like eons and stuff right. too. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I don't Maybe know Todd but, Branding talked to them about it and was like, how yeah. does it work? How do you feel? Like, can you, if this like happens. Like, how much nerve, like, sensory stuff do you have together? Yeah. Did you talk about somebody who was conjoined by the head who yes. had, like, mm-hmm. shared, like, memory. They were worried, like, if we. They shared taste. They yeah. shared, yeah. And I do know that Daisy and Violet, um, th- these two women were actually married um, to separate people. And so I don't know if, like, that was incorporated into this or, again, you know, it is kind of hard to tell in some of these situations. Right. What's our imitating life, like, in, like exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So now we get to the scene, <sighs> yeah. the big scene. Well, because so. there's also, like, Cleo gets jewelry from Hans. Mm-hmm. And so she and Hercules, who are now totally, like, teaming up in this whole, like, They're let's get cahoots. all of Hans. They're in cahoots. They are in cahoots. And they do not feel bad about it. Uh-uh. Um, but they basically decide, like, well, let's kind of take this thing all the way. We've got the jewelry. And then also, he's little. He could get sick. Maybe we'll just poison him for slowly. his money. Oh, so slowly. So we have this wedding feast where Hercules and Cleo are just laughing. She's just braying with laughter. This she's entire so, they're she's like so intoxicated. Yeah, so but, drunk. So like but also it's like the like kind of intoxicated level. where like it's brought out all of her meanness, like every mean bone in her body, which this it woman has many of. It amplifies who you are. Yeah, it does. It totally. Her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's so mean. And, you know, all the other circus freaks are there around this table with Hercules and Cleo. And this is a really lovely night for them. To them, it's like Hans is getting married and marrying somebody in the circus and how fun this is and yes she's different than us but you know what we're going to accept her yes. we're going to initiate her into this like crew this wild band of like yeah. of the freaks in the in the circus let's yeah. do it um, mm-hmm. and so they have they start do, doing this chant um, that's a, that, gopple, gopple one of us we, we accept her one of us gopple gopple and, we and they cut, pass around this cup, you and know, and everyone's drinking. drinking from the cup. And we cut to Frida, who is sitting by herself in the corner, looking oh. the most sad face. Devastated. And yet beautiful. So I mean, beautiful. stunning. Yeah. Stunning. Yeah. Hair is perfect. Makeup is perfect. She's dress is like perfect. Satin Jewelry is perfect. She's stunning. You know, when you're at the wedding Devastated. reception for the man that you love, marrying somebody else. You like go that. there Laughing like a goddess. There. You show up like a goddess. Yeah. <laughs> And you put that face on, yeah, and then you sit there in that corner and just mm-hmm. suck all that, yeah, yeah. And and uh, Cleo, who has no shame, is starts poisoning him on the wedding night. Yeah, is already putting poison in the in his in drink. his champagne. Uh, yeah, and then pouring him champagne. Um, but she sees the cup coming around and hearing the chant, and it stops being funny for Cleo really fast. And Hercules thinks it's more funny because he's like, "You're one of them now. You're part of them." And she just freaks out, and she they go to give her the drink, and she. Th- throws it back in their face and is just like and calls them freaks and screams for all of them to get out and Hans does his like plead with her to like calm down and says like he's making nice her my friends. you're making me ashamed mm-hmm. and all this stuff and to me like the heartbreak of the scene is he's like pleading with her fully human being to human being style like the realization that she is not ever going to accept him and his friends and it's she's, all been a joke and she scoops him up and she puts him on her shoulders like and, a small child like a even small though child. this is the man she has and, just married and, and dances like, around with him ride. and Julia pointed this out where like once he, Hans is on her shoulders he just puts his head in his hands yeah, he covers his eyes like so he does, doesn't want to see he's also intoxicated too I know and been slowly poisoned yeah so I mean he's like literally I can only imagine how ill he must feel you know what i mean they're like He's physically ill. Mm-hmm. He's emotionally like he's being humiliated oh, on yeah. his wedding night. But you know, like those scenes that sort of like the certain movie scenes of like movie humiliation that feels so real. It yeah. just puts a pit in your stomach. Yeah. This humiliation scene is like one of the top 10 for me. We're like, it, it really awful. put a step where like it's so humiliating yeah. and just feels so is, bad. For and Hans. it's such a, a, an, an 
I mean, I know it's just a horrible feeling. And yeah. like, that's why I can't get on board with like the Harmony Corins of the world who like yeah. ride on that feeling. And yeah. I'm like, I don't want to feel that feeling no. for an hour and a half. I really don't. Yeah. It I don't feels get it. Terrible. It does feel terrible. And I, and I get no thrill out of seeing somebody else go through it. No. You're just like, no, no, no. So the next day they, they try and make up for it later. Like Hercules and Cleo were like, there's, cause they were also like making out in front of him. Like there was nothing between us. We were just drunk. I mean, they apologize. Freaking wedding right. feast. Yeah. Yeah. His brand new wife. Can we do his brand <laughs> new wife? Can we is reiterate making that? out with another man in front of his face? Yeah. To, like literally it's they're a little toxic next to him. It's a little toxic. Yeah. And like, I mean, the levels of humiliation. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Is um, unparalleled. So and he's, he's a little bit broken uh, mentally and is. physically. But you know who's not broken is I feel like the moment the drink gets tossed back in the freak's face. They know. Yeah. They totally know. It's a and tell. So it's, it's a, a tell. They, uh-huh. they know. They're like, oh, we thought we... Oh, okay. I got it. So once she does her apologies and everything out they're just quietly watching they're watching from the windows they're watching this but they're, they're like no no watching. i know what you're about now and they can't be fooled no. and yeah and that's kind that's of the beginning and it's so cool just they're like, like the spy squad all of a sudden it's yeah. like james bond and shit and yeah they're like turn. literally everywhere yeah. there you are there's mm-hmm. another freak watching you waiting uh-huh. yeah and also too the doctor comes the next morning and they're like oh what's wrong with hans and the doctor's like he's been poisoned like clearly, and mm-hmm. the freaks just kind of look at each other, like, uh huh, uh, yeah. Uh, wonder who did that. Yeah. I wonder who was uh, sitting next to him through Correct. his entire wedding I wonder who the main, uh, uh, yeah. Um, and so also, uh, Venus tells, uh, says, goes to Herc and says that like she knows what's going on, and you better go to the cops or else I'm going to. Which is a tricky thing to do, a tricky move, because I feel like he is never going to go to the police. Mm-hmm. And so you're never going to get this guy to do the right thing. So I kind of feel like maybe Venus should have just gone to the cops and some of the end of this movie kind of been avoided. But, well, but this yeah, is whatever. the thing. This is, they, they say very pointedly, like the freaks have their own code of law. This has to be done, dealt with internally. Mm. They can't go to the cops. The freaks have to solve it themselves. I they would never believe them. It's, it's, it's a different set of justice. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we have Cleo who's going back to fix Hans's medicine for him. Yeah. And then takes a little black bottle. Quote, unquote. Under, out of her thing and puts it in there. Uh, and But Hans, wise to the game, yeah. thinks of that now. she thinks that he's swallowing it, but actually he's spitting it out after yeah. she leaves. And he says, I'll never forget what you are doing for me. Blink, blink, blink. Like, Look how at her. hard is that to play that role where you're like, you're my brand new wife. You're poisoning me, but I'm going to play it cool mm-hmm. until like my freak friends get on board and then we're going to take you down. Unholy revenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, like yeah. you only have to play it for a day or two, but that would be hard to do. Yeah. I also like to, again, sort of reiterating how much Frida understands what's going on. She goes to Frozo and Frozo and Venus kind of have a little something going on at this mm-hmm. point um, and warns that Hercules thinks that Venus knows too much because Frida's like, I know what Hercules is about. And if he thinks Venus is a threat to him, that's going to be trouble He's for take her. her out. He's Correct. Take her out. Yeah. So she just gives him the warning um cleo tries to poison hans again he demands to see the bottle and that's a little she, bottle of she, poison what, what she, bottle and i love i out. love this so much where they one of them just takes out a knife it's like ah just casually cleaning my knife johnny mm-hmm. takes out his gun mm-hmm. just i got a gun just showing it to you just I'm doing just it as, and i like that the All look the that this, their weapons yeah. yeah and i like that cleo starts to have this look of like oh 
oh, she oh, didn't wait. realize what oh, she was I'm in for. So much trouble. And now you have every freak in the circus coming for yeah. you. So the the big denouement of this film is sort of like at the they're all the circus is traveling, so it's like so rain. Caravans are moving. It's raining. Yes, right. Everything's um, muddy. And so Hercules leaves his uh, caravan to go into Venus's to 100 percent murder her. Yeah. Um, yep. But uh, probably rape and murder her. To be honest. I would yep. think that's probably true. Yeah, um, right. uh, but Frozo jumps in and saves her. Um, and the carriage tips over. Frozo gets burned on the stove, and they have quite a good fight. Yeah. Um, that is a real fight uh, that the two of them have. And Frozo seems like he's going to lose the fight, but he gets saved when a switchblade a switchblade is thrown at Hercules um, by one of the freaks, and he's holding this knife and starts kind of crawling away. And that's when you get the epic shot. Yes, of um, all the freaks, all the freaks coming freaks with their brandishing their weapons, crawling under the caravans in the rain, in the mud, coming for you with murder in their eyes. Yeah. I think it's the Prince Randian like yes. wriggling underneath with the knife, knife in, in his, his mouth. Yep. Yeah. That was the image because I saw this in high school for the first time. Did you? Yeah. Oh, okay. oh, wow. That was the one where I went home and I was like, ha 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 ha. Have revenge on me. I don't want to have the revenge. Um, uh, and Cleo, uh, meanwhile, has tried to run away in the rain and she's chased by all of them um, and it's kind of them getting closer and closer and closer and closer and then we do a flash forward um, and we're back to the carnival barker in that pit and he alludes back down to her. Movie, yeah. yeah, and you see Cleo is now in the pit and this is the result of the code of the freaks and she's, what would you say, ladies? Kind chicken. of a... Uh, chicken lady. lady now, you guys. She's a chicken lady. So should we describe what the chicken lady so looks like? like a chicken bod, like a chicken... <laughs> like if you just if you would picture a chicken sitting down, mm-hmm. like that kind of body, uh, feathers on the breasts and then just kind she's of... She's a, a torso head, now. Like she's but lost. also her face is like disfigured as yeah. well. She got cut up in the face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they cut her legs off. Yeah. yeah. And like cut her arms off as well she got carved yeah yeah she did get carved um she got like wings she got tarred and feathered and she can't talk she just squawks like a bird basically so So they also like maybe did something to her brain and or she just made her crack peacock of the sky is now a freaking hen chicken of the earth basically hot hot for you sorry that's from kids in the hall sorry (laughs) hey there Um, I was like, oh my God, she's the chicken lady, like original chicken lady, like 1932. Oh, I've seen that sketch, yeah. Original freaking chicken lady. Not in a funny way. Nope, not funny though, but like creepy. But we do have a little little tacked on ending where Han's heartbroken, living in his mansion all by himself, doesn't want to see anybody. Almost Howard Hughes. But Venus and Frozo bring Frida back and she says she can forgive him and she still loves him. And they have a little kiss up. And a uh, happy ending for all. Yay. So I'm okay with that. It's a it's a it's a happy ending as Which far as I'm concerned. But yeah. I like that it's a happy ending where it's like Hans has like done the self-imposed punishment of like I screwed up so bad. Of course you wouldn't want me again because I'm the worst. She's like, Oh sweet pea, my heart is so big. Like you have no idea. Like um, I was waiting for you. Like I you know, needed you to realize that she yeah. wasn't for you. I was for you. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to wait like, till how, you got your act how together. How much do you have to love somebody to watch them go through all of that and still be like, I'm still here for you? Yeah. That's true love, like, Frida. She was there. Like, she walked out before, like, the ultimate humiliation, like, with him and her. And, like, she did. That's true. She was like, I can't watch this happen. And, yeah. like, she was there for him. That's so bad. Mm-hmm. Freedom yeah. for the win. Freedom for the win. Um, so, yeah, I mean, again, so I think you can kind of tell from this, uh, the episode that there's this idea of what this movie is. And to Todd Browning's credit, I feel like he does a really good job trying to just sort of, I mean, the ending is a lot and ridiculous and the bird woman is the bird woman. But I feel like if the part of it is to kind of have a scary 
movie, but within the world where what is scary about them is not what you think will mm-hmm. be scary about them. It's and personalities and, of mean people. Yeah, who are like the real the monsters? Ultimate, like anti-bully right. movie. It's like it's a very big anti-bully don't be movie. Right? People yeah. like, or else you'll be a chicken lady. Like, just yeah. don't do it. Mm-hmm. And be I, nice. I think that it's a shame that this this movie kind of ended his career. Like he didn't I've heard that really yeah. do much after this, and people kind of shunned him for it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. but did you see the movie? And did you see what he's trying no, to say? No, they just read the sensational probably right. like stuff about it. And so it's too. you know, if if you had gone the exploitative route, yes, okay, please shun mm-hmm. this man. But he didn't. He's like, look at these people who are just like you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people it changed their opinions on yeah. what going to a circus is and who these people are, mm-hmm. and to re- you know to remember that everybody people, wants yeah. to be treated. With kindness. Yeah. And I think it's a good uh I think it's a, a good touchstone kind of for the hallmark, the short uh the short career of Thalberg, just the, the fact that he advocated so strongly for this. Because yeah. I heard that Louis B. Mayer and some other people, once they, you know, the cast started showing up at the lot, they were like, wait, what? Like, yeah. get these people out of here. And that only um Hans and Frida and uh, the conjoined twins were the only ones allowed in the commissary. The rest of the, they made a separate tent for them because people didn't want to eat around them. Um, And so, you know, so I think it took somebody like Thalberg to kind of be like, we're doing this. Like, this is happening, you know? Because, yeah, you're right. People in like 1931 when they're making this are like, what? Like, yeah. And he's stuck with it. Yeah. Go Todd Browning. Go Todd Browning. To the point where we're even talking about it now. Uh, so, mm-hmm. shall we do some gore factor? Let's yes, do it. Uh, one, not enough blood to fill a Dixie cup. Two, is a puddle of blood. Three, enough blood to gross out the average viewer. Four, is a bathtub of blood. And five, is run for the barf bag. And for gore, this is a one. Yeah. So we see uh, Hercules get stabbed, That's but true. other than that, there isn't too much. Yeah. Blood. Do you think that? Do you think like their revenge is like a big part of what got cut out, or do you think it was always shot to be like you didn't really see it? I don't know. I mean, like, we don't see what they did to Hercules. Is. Like, what did they? Because re- I feel like they definitely killed that guy. But like, this is pre-code, though, right? So yeah, they it's pre-code. Could've, they could have done pretty they much done anything. anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you were remarking that there was some kind of scandalous stuff between Venus and Frozo. That's pre-code. Yeah, um, I was like, what? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's some stuff going on in that movie. I was like, <laughs> they're okay. clutching each other. Yeah, <laughs> clutching each other. And, like him playing with the perfume and all that stuff that was going on yeah. with that. I was like, no, okay, there's some reindeer games. Movie rating zero to five chainsaws. One if you're desperate. Two, Bradley qualifies as a horror film three seen worse seen better four is not too shabby and five is fantastical i gave this a four julia and terry were fives all around yep. Yep. this movie is a five for me it I, is I feel like it's a masterful piece of cinema and i feel like i love what it stands for what it like how daring it is and rebellious it is mm-hmm. i think and i think it's a fantastic film mm-hmm. it, 100% surprised me. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I honestly had no idea. Surprise is the most fun. Yeah, I had no idea what I was getting into. I was like, mm-hmm. you guys are making me watch a circus movie from 1932. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. I was a little nervous. Yeah. But like, I was like, all right. I can yeah. do this. That's when I was like, oh, I'm really, uh, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to be watching more movies with you ladies. Okay, yeah, great. You are. Oh, God. I mean, <laughs> I will say if this podcast has taught me anything, the things that I didn't think I would be able to handle, <laughs> here I still stand. Right, yeah. um, and I'm able to somehow still be here and still function. And I do, I like being pleasantly surprised by him. I mean, that's kind right. of how the whole thing got started for me anyway, was like Julia convincing me to watch the first one, which I'm like, probably not. And I, I think being su- pleasantly surprised is kind of the whole deal. Yeah, so. yeah. 
yeah, that's what we're here for. I love it. Um, and speaking of which, um, I have to, I have been a little announcement for the Horror Movie Survival Guide podcast listeners. Um, this is actually going to be my last episode as the regular co-host of Horror Movie Survival Guide. What? It <laughs> is true. Um, and I am turning over the reins to our incredibly capable producer, Terry Gamble, who will be the new co-host along with Julia, who's pretending to be shocked right now and she's not shocked right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've had an amazing time doing this with you guys and uh, doing it with Julia and it's been really, really fun and I look forward to keep listening and uh, Marion, we love you. We love you so much. Yeah. So much. And when I said at the beginning I'm Marion, I'm going to say it now. I'm <laughs> every Marion. <laughs> That's um, going to be confusing for people. No, no, no. It's a I'm little not really confusing. Marianne, um, thank you so much. Of course. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. And maybe once in a blue moon I'll pop over and M- maybe say for hello. episode 100 perhaps. Uh, it's coming, coming up, up soon. Yeah. We'd love to have Can you, you back. Can you imagine? 100 episodes. That's really crazy. 50 I mean, blew my mind when, I you, know. when you said it I was like we did not yeah it's been done the math checks out so uh-huh. uh, we yes we will be uh, continuing on in a yeah. slightly revised but still amazing format mm-hmm. and we still have notebook to go through but we're going to be adding some new films into the mix and kind of going forward in a Terry's building a notebook right now we're oh. building a, a, we're going to be building a new notebook so what are you guys I, doing next week then uh, next week we're doing a movie that Terry has never seen iconic Mm-hmm. The, uh, Shining. the Shining. You've never seen The Shining. I know. I like feel like I'm like getting smaller in this corner over here. Like, <laughs> okay, I, I need I, I need to leave this podcast because it would just be me yelling. Be <laughs> envious of how delightful her experience is going to be of watching this movie for the first time. Mm-hmm. There's so movie, so many movies I've never seen that I I'm just di- like I did fall off the couch the first time I watched The Shining. I'm not going to lie. Okay, um, so should I be okay? What should I just? You just need to pillows? sit really far back in the couch. I'm just going to say, Extra like, I, that's my okay. that's my main recommendation. Okay. Um, and that movie's so awesome. Yeah, and we have uh, a new to the horror scene to kind of initiate this into is, this is true uh, Julia likes to corrupt and mm-hmm. here we are corrupting someone new I'm just so experienced now that oh gosh, I just this it. is all lies like <laughs> <laughs> I'm still so scared. So, so scared. Um, uh, but we'll still, uh, a horror movie survival guide is still going to stay the same. We're going to yeah. have the same uh, social media and whatnot. So, mm-hmm. and format. Uh, so, yeah, keep following us, you guys. We yeah. love you. And I'm still going to be listening. So, you bastards better keep listening because um, okay. I'm excited to see what you guys are going to do. Um, so, yeah. So, follow us. Uh, reviews on Twitter. Oh, I mean, on uh, iTunes. See, this is why I'm going to be fired because I don't know what I'm talking <laughs> about now. Um, uh, <laughs> um, uh, are always appreciated. Um, and thanks so much for, we love chatting with you guys on Twitter about all of these films, including Instagram, Freaks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, tell us about your thoughts about Freaks and your experience and when you saw it for the first time. Mm-hmm. We'd love to hear that kind of and stuff. And what you think because it's, like I said, it's, it, it was nothing like what I expected so I was pleasantly surprised to check it out. Yeah. Uh, uh, and thank you so much, Mary. It's been delightful. It's been my absolute pleasure you guys we love you forever Marianne <laughs> thank you guys bye guys bye bye wait this is a